Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, what's happening with you? Uh, I'm a perpetual, professional mouth breather right now, Kevin. I am stuffed up to the gills <laughs> like, a, like a Chef Ramsay uh, stuffed filet. I don't, I don't know. I'm just – I'm stuffy. I don't like it. The weather's changing here in Jersey. I have no idea. I woke up all stuffy. Uh, but it's cool. I slept in and then just watched some uh, Champions League um, badly because I talked to you off air what I thought about the, the Barcelona-Tottenham <laughs> game because I wasn't paying attention. I was sitting away t- way too far away from a, a crowded bar on the TV, and I was running my mouth saying, oh, Barcelona's down a man because they had the red flag next to their name. But no, that was the colors of their jersey. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't take um, antihistamines and drink alcohol. And try to watch the Champions League and have some kind of rudimentary value system of soccer because you don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, pro tip, don't do that. Although, I will say, with your intro including both mouth breathing and Champions League football, it leads us to a very interesting place, which is Harry Kane. Um, Of course, we discussed last week Kane versus Aguero and how positive that was. Obviously, Aguero scores, Kane gets the brace. So, really, if you had either of them, you were probably pleased. Both of them, though, play 90 minutes in the Champions League. And we'll get into to who all played the most minutes in Europe uh, here in a bit. But let's start with, with a captain situation. Who do you think would be the best captain this week after we basically nailed it last week? Yeah, I mean, what, why you're look, when you're looking at it, you know, the, the minutes played in the, in the Champions League is a worrisome thing. Um, a lot of transfers have been made up to this point, and, ne- and neither of the guys who I think that, you know, Kane or Aguero – have been, you know, basically nobody realized how many minutes they were going to play until today because we just, the, you know, the, the Spurs game just ended. You know, there's been 173, almost 174,000 transfers in for Harry Kane up till this point in the week. Um, now that he's played a full 90, it, it's got to make you question what his effort level because he expended a lot of energy in that game, as did a lot of Spurs forward players, Lucas Moura, um, you know, Son. There was a lot of guys that played a ton of minutes, Lamella. Um, and they, they expounded a lot of energy. You know, how can, you know, Tottenham on the bounce come back and be full force, even though they're playing a Cardiff team at home? That's the biggest question. Um, I, I think that, you know, I think Aguero, by him playing a full 90 and having an extra day off, okay, you can say that he's going to be a little bit more of a, of a conscientious nod. But then you see that he's playing Liverpool, you know, you know at Liverpool. That's never a good thing. Liverpool's home home record for giving up goals, Kevin, is probably I don't even the record I don't even have it in front of me, but I guarantee it's top five in the last probably twenty games played there. Mm. Um, so from from a captain standpoint, um, 
getting Kane in is is the hardest point. If you don't own Harry Kane, he's not a he's not a like he's probably not a like for like move. I don't think you can move Kane and go straight to Aguero. I don't think you have enough money in the bank. This is this is a minus four situation where you have to take you know an extra you know million and a half from one of your midfielders or one of your defenders, and then you're subtracting Sergio Aguero, and then when you do that, you have to realize that Sergio Aguero upcoming fixtures after Liverpool are Burnley, Spurs, Southampton, so. He's an asset after this week, whereas when you look at Harry Kane, there is another Champions League for both both players, so that it's both factoring in. But for Spurs, they have Cardiff, West Ham, and then Man City, and then Wolves, which is no easy pickings because what we've seen from Wolves this year is is pretty good. They're a very stout defensive team, and if you look at the the form ratings in FPL right now, just look at the top. The top two of the top three guys are Wolves players, including their goalie, which is in the top three. So Wolves is doing it and doing it well defensively. So if you're moving from Harry Kane to Aguero, or if you, you're, you're bold enough that you want both, by all means, do it. But at the, the, the behest of one of your midfield prize pieces, whether it be Salah or Hazard, or if, you know, if you've owned Sterling, I was right on my Sterling call last week. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're doing it at the behest of somebody else. You're not just adding him and saying, okay, I'm just going to bring in Harry Kane. He'll take over Callum Wilson's spot. All, all's right as rain, and I'm just going to go to the pub. That's not going to happen, unfortunately, because you're going to be losing such a valuable asset, whether one one place or two places, if you have to get to that, that point and you don't have enough money um, and you don't want to take away a, a valuable asset through the midfield. It, it, this is a game of chess, unfortunately. And I, if if I had the, the wherewithal to do it and I could do it on my team, and I do have I do have the, the ability to do it because I own Sterling and I own Hazard and I own Aguero. You know, I don't own Salah, so, I mean, there's no question there. Um if I was had to have my druthers, I would probably not pick one of Aguero or Kane. I would probably want to run the whole, you know, run the gamut and get them both in. That that would be the best advice I have because this way you don't miss on either side or either facet. So of you're saying points. own both, but captain neither. No, I'm saying own both, but captain one, vice captain the other. Just way if one plays full or one doesn't, you know, one doesn't play, you're covered. That's interesting because I would think. Kane is far more likely to start, but whether or not he'll be as effective is, is definitely going to be the question. I think that's really the question with Tottenham on the whole, as you mentioned. The, yeah. Their front four is who's available. With Ericsson and Deli Ali both out, it's basically Kane, Lucas, Lamella, and Son, all of whom started today. Son w- was withdrawn with like 15 minutes left and Lamella with 10 left, um, with a, uh, what looked just to be some cramps. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think that's more interesting. With Manchester City, I'm very worried about um, David Silva and Aguero, mm-hmm. um, both of whom played the 90 minutes, and City have the players to rotate. I don't think De Bruyne is back in frame, but for those that don't know, he is back in training. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, this could be a Jesus Bernardo Silva day. Um, but at Tottenham, it, who they got is who they got right now with all these injuries. Um, so you don't you don't it, sound too confident about Fernando Llorente. I'm not gonna <laughs> I wonder why. Um, he was really good at Swansea. Remember remember that that was a good time. Um, sorry, World Cup winner Fernando Llorente to you by the way. There you go. Um, <laughs> but um, so if you were going to try the captain vice captain play, would you rather captain Kane with a vice Aguero in case Kane doesn't play, or would you rather captain Aguero and then have Kane as the backup in case Aguero gets no minutes? No, I would rather Captain Kane. The only thing going against Guero is that the game is on the road. 
And Pep does love to start Aguero at home regardless of the situation and the games on the road. So from that standpoint, I, I would give the nod to Kane. Fair enough. All right, uh, we flirted around the European thing a lot. Um, now we'll just get into it. This will be the main body of the show. <laughs> Um, where we're basically going to be going through the six European teams. Obviously, the four Champions League ones have played at time of recording. The Europa League ones have not, but we'll talk about the players to kind of keep an eye on their minutes and see what you're thinking. Uh, we'll start off with um, City, because they played uh, first out of this whole cadre of teams. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, players that went 90 minutes, Aguero and David Silva, who we already mentioned, the other fantasy-relevant players that played the full 90, Sané, Walker, Company, and Laporte, who has started to look like the best uh, own there among the defenders for Manchester City. We already kind of talked about Aguero, but let, let, let's uh, follow up with the midfielders with David Silva and Leroy Sané. Uh, which do you think will, will get the minutes and how effective do you think they'll be? I don't think we see either of them. I think that Raheem Sterling only got, I think he got a glimmer of, of light in the game. I think he played less than 20 minutes, I believe. I know he came on. I don't know how much he played, but <clears throat> I know he played less than less than half the game. Um, you know, this could be a Sterling, Bernardo Silva, you know, Phil Foden game. Going Ooh. going into Liverpool, um, you know Liverpool did lose Naby Keita today. I don't know if he's going to be fit. He he did get injured and come off in that game. So yeah, weird mixture of reports. <clears throat> half reporting that it's a back injury, and then some yeah. saying that he was hospitalized with a heart issue. Um, yes. we, we don't want to speculate too much, but uh, hopefully it's it, right. it didn't look good, regardless of what it was. He he's definitely not. There's several question marks and a and a Pentagon or an whatever you know stop sign they want to put on the uh, FPL Universe <laughs> players now. Um, yeah, I think Sterling is, is good to go. I think David Silva is a question mark. I think Sané is probably even more of a question mark than than Silva because we've seen how much Sané's played in the Premier League this year. It's been spotty at best, and he just he's coming off a full ninety and going against Liverpool. But you know this is a this is a this is a top matchup. So is Pep going to go for it or he's going to think smartly because there is a week off after this game. Um, you know, it remains to be seen what he does. Um, but definitely, I think this is a Bernardo Silva, Sterling, you know, mixture. You know, I change. I changed my mind there. I'm. I'm actually backtracking. I think Sane is more of more likely to play than than Silva. Just just on the yeah. just on the the youth the youth factor in his side. I'd agree. I think the only reason why Sane might not is if they do try to get Mara's involved as well. <laughs> Um, which they could do, but um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Sane is more likely than David Silva. Are you worried about uh, the defenders like Walker or Laporte at all, or is the fact that Mendy isn't really involved and it seems like uh, uh, who uh, Nilo has fallen off a cliff? Are, yeah. are, are you pretty confident that uh, both Walker and Laporte would still get the start? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, I think they're like set it and forget it defenders for for Pep. I think they're in most unless they're injured. And I think they probably I think they came out of the game fine. Um, Laporte is the center guy that that Pep you know covets and he wants in, wants in there every game as like the the rudder of defense. Um, the good thing is that they they don't fall that I mean unless you're counting John Stones falling way off the tree here. They, he we could see a token matchup depending on who plays through on as Laporte's mat, second second fiddle there in the middle. But I think Walker is is not an on. The the wing defender is is the guy you you may have to worry about here because Mendy we know had, still has the red uh, triangle and Fabian Delph does have a triangle as well so this may be a Danilo game or maybe or maybe you know they they look for speed uh, and they've played it a couple times last year they Zenchenko does play he he's had play, he has played in the in the wing the wing defender role. <laughs> Yeah, and Zinchenko has looked good when he's played, uh, and some were surprised that he got the nod over Foden in the Champions League squad. 
on and he Tuesday. Does have, but he, he does have the pace if if Liverpool does come out with Mane and <clears throat> on, with for speed. So yeah, yeah, Mendy Mendy missing is a big blow against a team like Liverpool that does counter at pace because that would be Mendy versus Salah, which would have been a really fascinating matchup. Yeah. But, we will see what we get there. The other uh, Premier League team that played on Tuesday was Manchester United. They played to a very boring nil-nil draw um, against Sevilla, in which neither side had more than like 0.5 expected goals in that match. Just nothing Ugh. really happened. Um, they played Lukaku, Rashford, Pogba, Shaw, Baye, and Smalling as the center back pairing. They all get 90 minutes. Um, kind of like Tottenham, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of other options it feels like Lukaku, Pogba, Shaw, and De Gea are pretty much locks for me, while the others aren't really ownable anyway. Is that your read on this one as well? I, th- I think if you're still a De Gea owner and you're still hoping for clean sheets, that he's you got to stick with him. You're pretty much got to run the run the season with him because you're already. I mean, this basically... is a pretty good week in theory. Yeah, Newcastle for have Newcastle, not scored yeah. more than one goal in a match this season. Absolutely, and and I think that if you're looking for a defender with with value. Um, and if you're, you know, you're looking for like a neutral or a, to save money somewhere, if you're still a Mendy owner and, and holding that kind of cash, you know, Shaw is the other guy for me. He gives you decent enough returns. But other than that, I don't want to own any United player anywhere. I wouldn't own an, I wouldn't own a forward or middle midfielder, even mm-hmm. in this game. I, uh, you know, I could see the, the, uh, the, the fat Spanish waiter <laughs> doing something again. I, you know, I'm not saying he's gonna, but you know, Newcastle always plays United tough. Yeah, uh, it is worth noting that Lukaku actually has a pretty good record. I think it's six goals and four assists and ten against Newcastle. Um, don't quote me on that, but I, I think I think it's around there. Um, but they have a pretty good defense. If anybody was going to have a decent match, I do think it would be De Gea in the official game. Uh, but also, I, I did write an article, uh, humble brag, uh, for ESPN this week about Manchester United uh, in other formats where Pogba has actually had a pretty decent season thus far, if you include his passing statistics, which obviously the official game doesn't. Um, but there's a chance that they do well, but it's Manchester United, so there's every chance that they just don't show up at all, um, which I think is why in the official game it makes it so difficult to roster really any of them. I I mentioned last week I do have Shaw. He did get the assist last week um, because at his price it just seems worth it, but... I mean, there's there's a better chance that United... Do you think United's going to score three goals or one goal? What do you think the better percentage is? I say they score one. So, I mean, if if you're chasing it, you're not going to pay $11 million for, for Lukaku to chase one goal. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, all right, we'll follow that up with uh, Liverpool, who uh, their, their players that not played the full match, Robertson, Alexander, Arnold, uh, Virgil van Dijk, why am I doing this from the back, <laughs> Virgil Firmino, uh, Mohamed Salah, and basically Mane, who played like 88 or 89 minutes. Um, I think most of these guys will get the run out. I, I just can't see Liverpool, who have been caught up uh, by City now that they have a draw on their record as well, of course, coming to your Chelsea. I can't see them letting this one go, especially after the success they had against Guardiola last season. I, I think they all start and potentially have a pretty good match. Yeah, I, I think they I think they are going to go for it. I think this this is not Klopp's way to, to play everybody in the Champions League to only come home and play nobody, you know. Um I mean, when you think about it, how many people can Liverpool throw out there that aren't completely garbage? That are and they're playing against City, whose City's basically second team is basically just as good as a lot of other people's first team. So, yeah. you know, like you said, this goes back to last year when when Liverpool wanted to, to show City that you know they, they they may be bossing everybody, but they're not bossing us. Um, 
So I, I expect to see at least two out of the, the top, the big three guys up top. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, um, and it is worth noting that... Uh, Manchester City are first in attack and first in defense. Liverpool are second in attack and tied for first in defense with City. Um, so this this really could go a lot of ways. We, we've always talked about these big matches and whether or not they'll be goal fests or nobody will score. I think this match is more likely to be the former. Um, but it, it'll be definitely a fascinating watch. So regardless of who you're owning... You should definitely keep an eye on this one, just if you like football at all. And if you yeah. play FPL, it's very <laughs> unlikely that you don't own at least four of the six max that you could own between these two oh, clubs. Yeah, easily. And that's the way you should be playing this game. Everybody's got to play everybody, unfortunately, and you can't have you know ringers every game. So, <laughs> you know, if you got to play them against Liverpool, you got to play them against Liverpool. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, it's just. Yeah, that's the yeah that's the problem with with kind of going stars scrubs, if you yeah. will. Is you can't bench your stars in bad matchups. No, you, that, you, those are your best players. You just got to roll them out there, kind of like you mentioned with De Gea earlier. It'd be such a waste of money to put, uh, you know, an eight plus million dollar player on your bench. Yeah, it, it even feels bad when you do it with uh, one of the big profile defenders. Yeah. Like I had Alonzo on my bench last week, which thank goodness Serge scored that, or I would have been beating myself up. But um, uh, yeah, even doing that feels crazy. So s- start your stars, I guess. is, yeah, is the absolutely. underlying your, thing there. Play the hand you're dealt. Listen, if you didn't like the hand you were dealt, you would have tra- you would have taken a minus and changed it up. Yeah, or wild carded or any of those things. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll wrap up this this uh, Champions League portion with Tottenham. As we mentioned, all of the starters get basically the full ma- well, save for Son, but Kane, Lucas, Toby, Davis, Trippier, and Davinson, Sanchez. Like I said, Lamella played to about the eighty uh, fifth minute. Son played to about the seventy fifth. I think. Um, but they're all going to be playing again, and it's against Cardiff. And if this match was against anybody else, and if it was away, there would be questions here. I just think, I just think it, Tottenham are going to have too much for Cardiff on the day, as we've seen. Cardiff actually hang into their matches fairly well, usually in the first half. Um, yeah. But then once one goes in, they they just capitulate. They don't know how to try to get back into a match without just conceding bucket loads of goals. We saw it against Chelsea. We saw it against City. Um, yeah. And while we are talking about Kane and his being tired, which was much more effective a narrative when he wasn't scoring than when he is, it's worth noting he's actually in pretty good form. We mentioned after the um, Huddersfield match that Kane was finding his form, or sorry, after the Brighton match, then he showed it again against Huddersfield. He showed it today again against Barcelona. 
Um, so while you can be concerned about the legs, he's actually finally hitting form. And as you said, he, he is finally playing well. So I'm not too worried about Kane. If there was anything I was worried about Kane, it would be the support behind him. Because yeah. without Erickson and Dele Ali, the creativity in the squad plummets. It's yeah. worth noting that Lamella has filled that void very well. And he did do well against um, Barcelona today. He did well against Inter. And he has something ridiculous. Like, he's been involved in five goals in his last, like, six or seven substitution appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he, like I said, he did leave this match. It looked like he, he was dealing with cramps. If he's fit then I'm much more confident with Kane. But if he's not, there are very few creators in this side. Um, it's worth noting that this is largely what happened last week, to be fair. It was a yep. back five, Dembele and um, Dyer in the midfield, and then just a front three of Kane's son and Lucas, and the pace caused issues. A penalty was one of Kane's goals. But I just feel a lot more confident that he'd score a goal if, if Lamella gets to start. So kind of keep an eye on that one. In defense for me, I think Trippier is a triple slam dunk home run. Yeah. Um, because with Aurier still hurt, nobody's taking that spot. His creativity was evidenced again today. Had a couple of crosses in that should have been goals. Um, and, you know, the fact that he's on set pieces with no Ericsson just makes him... Uh, we talked about must-own defenders. I'm not saying you have to go out and buy uh, Trippier right now just because of the international break. And then, like you mentioned, they have City and Wolves on the other side. But for this week, like if you're playing daily, or I know the ESPN game is weekly as well, Trippier should be a fantastic option this week. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you're going to own a, a Spurs player and you don't feel like paying the dough for for Kane, you can't get there. I think that Trippier is definitely the second option of players that you should bring in from Spurs to commit to over this run. <clears throat> yeah, do, do you have any uh, thoughts on Lucas? I, I personally already transferred him out, and I'm kind of kicking myself. But he, he can't keep up this, surely. I mean, every minute he's on the pitch, he's buzzing around everyone like a crazy little maniac. Yeah. The, the the goals and assists have dried up, but how do you, how do you feel about him at the moment? Well, I mean, you got to love it that he's always around the ball because you know a lot of positive yeah. things happen when you're around the ball. Um, can he keep it up? Possibly. Um, when when Spurs gets back all healthy, it'd be interesting to see how well and what spot he retains. So on a short-term basis, sure, I think he has a little bit of value at seven point four. But you know, in the long in the long stretch of things, is he is he a better fantasy asset than an eight point three? You know, Hungman's son, or you know. If, if you're being cheeky and you want you want Lamella because you've seen what he's what he's been able to do and being capable to do, you know, at six point four, Lamella could be your entry point into a cheap Spurs midfielder if he's getting the minutes that he we've seen he just probably deserves now. Yeah, I'd say definitely keep an eye on the Deli Ali injury because if yeah, that is long term, Lamella could legitimately get minutes, but it could be in that annoying Sun way from a couple of years ago, where if he plays, he basically scores, but if he doesn't, it's, it's frustrating. Um, or you could just bring in Luke Amos and then just forget every, Luke Amos for the win. Wait, did, did, you, did you hear about Luke Amos? No, is he dead? Uh, yeah, he messed up his knee ligaments out for the year. All right, good. Well, yeah. he got two minutes this year, so he's not getting <laughs> he a medal. It is not good at Tottenham right now. 13 players finished training uh, before this Barcelona match out of wow. a squad of 25. So that is not super good news. Hey, some say that that's why you should buy players in the summer. But who am I to judge? Yeah. Um, 
All right, now let's head into some of the Europa League matches. Obviously, they have not happened yet, but Rob, I especially wanted to talk about Chelsea because Hazard is in such great form, and obviously your your expertise in the subject uh, <laughs> would be appreciated. Who at Chelsea is worth owning? The list I have is Hazard, Willian, and Alonso. And yeah. are you concerned about their involvement in the Europa League, or will it be like the first uh, Europa League match where a player like Hazard wasn't even taken? You know... I think I think it starts and ends with Hazard and Alonso, and I think that's it. Um, there's nobody on the forward forward ranks that you should be even trusting or being cheeky to even bring in and think about. Um, Murata's is too soft, and you know Giroud just is 75% of what Chelsea actually need in a striker, and he's just not finding the net. Um, so from that, you know the whole William uh, Pedro debate still still exists. I don't think there's anything there. I don't think you should chase those chase points there. If from a secondary Chelsea, I think if you're going to own a Chelsea player, it's Hazard easily, 100%. And then, you know, Alonso on defense only because of his capabilities. And with the lack of, you know, goal scoring ability from Jorginho, Kovacic, Conte, Ross Barkley, uh, you, you, you almost hope that. Alonso jumps ahead of those guys, which we've already seen he, he can do and has the propensity to be ahead of them, um, to be that you know secondary goal threat when the others around him aren't doing much because he's surrounded basically by a, a bunch of passers, not a bunch of finishers. Um, Willian is probably the second best finisher on the team beside Hazard. Um, but yeah, it's Hazard easily for me, uh, and I think it's it's Alonso, not very close behind, not very far behind. Um, you know Chelsea. The, Chelsea going into this game, I I could see them either sh- sitting Hazard at the beginning and bringing him in late. Um, the team they're playing is just not very good. Uh, I mean, comparatively, I, I don't think they're 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 on the same Are level. Are they really called at, Videoton? Chelsea. Vid Vid Vidic Vidic whatever. What is had it? Yeah, Vidi Vidi like Vini Vidi Vici FC. Huh. On Google, hunger. it's saying video ton, <laughs> which yeah. just sounds like a whatever would have filled yeah, the void VD, of Blockbuster. Yeah, VDFC. They scored 16 goals and let in seven in the Hungarian Premier League or whatever it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if Chelsea are, are put to the limits by a, uh, a top flight Hungarian team, come talk to me on the day after and we'll discuss what I think Chelsea should do to their roster. But I think that they could come out with uh, a Murata, Willian, uh, Pedro, front three, and then have, you know, Kovacic, Conte, Fabregas through the middle, and then play their whatever back four they want to do, whoever's healthy enough, maybe give Cahill a run, give give uh, Rudiger a break. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's enough there's enough meat on Chelsea's bone that they, they should be able to form a, a decent enough roster with or without Hazard, whether he comes on later or whether he... I think Hazard in this game is going to be the closer. I think that they're going to run them to death with what they their secondary team, and Hazard's going to come on for like the last 25 minutes and put the game away. Chelsea 4-1. Ooh, I like, I like the call at the end there. Um, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how Hazard is used. But uh, even I, a ardent Hazard hater... Uh, I'm considering bringing him in, although I realize I'm about 0.5 late to the party. Um, yeah. Probably won't do it this week, uh, even against Southampton, who who have been struggling. But um, I don't know. I just find it so hard to bite the bullet on Hazard because it feels like every time I buy him, I get burned. And a lot of times when I don't bring him in, I don't get burned, which isn't really the best equation for making you want to bring a player into your side. Have um, better but- timing. Don't blame Eden Hazard, Kevin. 
hey man, have better timing. I'm not going to blame it on the moonlight or the sunshine or the good or, times. Or the rain. Blame it on the boogie. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> Wait, is that backwards? Don't blame <laughs> it on the boogie. Blame it on the sunshine. Oh, right. Yeah, I did that literally all backwards. That's right. You're dyslexic. Welcome to Dyslexic Roundtable. The <laughs> table of round. <laughs> Welcome to the dyslexic... Uh, five Jacksons. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll wrap up this European special here, talking about Arsenal. Um, they're obviously going to deal with their own um, Europa League adventures. <laughs> McTarian will not be involved because of uh, national for, issues that we will for, not for hate for hatred. Right? Yeah, we're not going to get into that now. But the player that I'm really interested in right now is a player that is currently the the fourth best fantasy striker right now from a top six club we all know and love him alexander lacazette question mark like he's actually been doing really well two goals and four assists makes him top five in assists um and he's just kind of putting in performances i don't know what the hell happened to obamiang but now lacazette is starting to look a decent fantasy option his price in 9.5 is still a value compared to the likes of Aguero and Kane and those crazy enough to to own Lukaku, obviously significantly more than the likes of Arnautovic and Zaha and Wilson. But uh, what do you think of Alexander Lacazette on the whole? Do you think he's a valuable fantasy asset in the official game? And and will you be keeping an eye on how many minutes he logs in the Europa League? Uh, Definitely keep an eye on how many minutes he's logging. You know, five consecutive games with a a goal or assist is nothing to sneeze about. Um, Now he faces Fulham. Um, Fulham has just given up boatloads of goals um i believe yeah they are um but yeah it's just i, I think the more shocking thing is that lacazette is out playing obomiang obomiang was everyone's like you know 11.0 darling or 10.5 whatever darling in the beginning of the season whatever he started at and he's basically just you know he's paddling you know with one oar going up the wrong way on the on the canal and he's not doing much of anything uh he has Two goals, one assist um, on the year through seven games. Um, there's games where he hasn't played the whole whole match or whatever, but he sits on 28 points. Um, I don't think that there's any. This basically get, brings me to the whole point: Are you going to chase uh, the 11.0 Lukaku uh, scoring spree, or are you going to you know go to somebody cheaper where you probably have a differential with ownership with Lacazette? Absolutely, 7.3 percent, which some of that is dead dead weight, dead money. Um, or are you going to go somewhere else and go cheap with like the you know the Mitroviches, the, the the Wilsons, Ings, whatever you, whatever you're whatever you're scraping the bottom with? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I was actually looking at looking at stupid stats and 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 uh, upcoming schedules before we started this, and I figured we the last team we would talk about was Arsenal because I I, think we, I figured you'd want to get you know, get me wordy on Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's interesting to me that the ownership. I know we've had our ups and downs and our yeses and nos with with a striker that I'm going to say, but I, now that we say we're saying Lacazette and his 9.5 price, and I'm kind of going off a little off tangent here, but uh, I, I'm kind of liking Jamie Vardy at 8.9 right now. I, I keep staring at it. And I, I kind of am falling in yeah, love. Yeah, you mentioned with it. him a couple of weeks back when he had that goal. Did he score again last week? I yeah. think he did. Yeah, he's got goals in consecutive games. His ownership is under five percent right now. <clears throat> And he's basically in that cuspy period where, like, he's not he's not in double digits, and he's not in the you know the Mitrovic's. But you know what has Mitrovic done in, in return wise the last two games? Not really much that you've probably started him for. You know, he's got a goal, one goal. Mm-hmm. He's got nine points in 
last two games. Um, so I, I know I, I went off tangent there. We're still talking about Lacazette, and we'll jump back to him. But but if you're going to go Lacazette there, why not be extra different? You're going to be basically go differential with more you know flair, and, and why not look at Jamie Vardy, especially with the the schedule better in his favor. You know he's playing home to Everton, and then his next three games are how I clicked off. Are he's at Arsenal, West Ham, Cardiff after that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, there's value there. But getting back onto Arsenal. Um, I'm not enthusiastically enthusiastic about much about Arsenal besides maybe owning. Uh, you're not going to own um, anybody on defense there. I think there's nothing there that you you can trust for a clean sheet because that's what you're looking for. They don't have enough offensive ability from the back to to give you any kind of warrant of a of a top flight defender. Through the midfield, there's there's not much there that you're looking at that you're going to buy into and love. Um, and then they bring it brings you back to the Aubameyang Lacazette thing. You know Lacazette has. You know, a cheaper price is outperforming Aubameyang, but you got to worry about how many minutes he's going to play this week. And then coming off of that fixture, when is he going to play in, in the top? And the thing, I just don't think anybody's looking at anybody else at striker right now. Besides, how can I get to Kane Aguero and then have nobody have you know Jimenez from from Wolves? It's yeah, basically I, what, it, it's worth noting that Jimenez is doing very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, we're we're gonna wrap it here. We we wanted to focus on all the European guys and. Uh, Rob and I are both not having super great official FPL seasons as our attentions have been elsewhere, but we figured this would all be very useful information for you guys to know. Uh, so there you go. Hopefully uh, we'll get a little more in-depth uh, in coming weeks. But for now, we wanted to make sure we got something out to you, and hopefully that information <coughs> on these big clubs will help you because, as we've said, you, you, you tend to roster these these guys from big clubs in rotation, especially at you know, City... Uh, no, especially at City. It's really yeah, freaking it's city. irritating. City, period. End of City, period. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that will do it, though, for this truncated episode of the FPL Roundtable. Rob, tell the folks where they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, FPL underscore M-N-O-P. That's it. That's all I reside now, besides yeah. my house. <laughs> yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter, at Kevroff. You can somehow, I don't know how this happened, find me over at ESPN.com slash fantasy. Like I said earlier, my latest article is talking about uh, the fantasy impact on Pogba, Lukaku, and De Gea uh, by Manchester United's struggles and, and how they're performing in that specific game. Uh, so check that out. Uh, also, a couple of Team of the Weeks over at Goal. And, uh, of course, as always, check out the EPL and Championship Roundtables on this very channel. Rob, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, Tottenham, why did you have to lose to Barcelona? Uh, best of luck to your fantasy teams, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.